The Voice of the Cape. The Voice of the Cape. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. 8 minutes past 12 and it is Child Care and Development with myself Shafiq Siddiq. Producers with Dad Peterson. In studio we have social worker and that is Shahana Mia. Assalamu alaikum. Welcome back. Wa alaikum salam. Thank you very much Shafiq. Nice to be back. And then of course our special guest today is uh, from the Beitel Ansar Center in Beacon Valley and that is Anika Hendricks Bihardin. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. How are you doing? Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Welcome to the show. Shukran so much for having me. We're going to start off, inshallah, by just getting a brief um, understanding of what we did last week. We spoke to two grannies mm. and their hardships with regards to having to raise grandchildren. Um, some of their children, the grannies that we are, their children are now on drugs, substance abuse, etc. And now the grannies have to fill in this, the footsteps of the parents. It happens all over the world. Um, to such an extent where the grannies and grandpas or grandparents have thought that after giving birth to their own children, raising them and then sending them off into the world, they can now relax and enjoy life. However, things are not that perfect. So we'll hear from Shahana on how um, you know that has transpired last week. What I can say to you, Shahana, is that they've received... A lot of calls Alhamdulillah. people wanting to get involved people wanting to donate mm-hmm. even if it's just clothing because one of the aspects that we heard from the one lady that came in the auntie said that um, if she can have all eight grandchildren with her mm-hmm. which is not a law yes. you know it is it will it can't happen she's only got two if she can have all eight of them then her life would be a lot more pleasurable however unfortunately it doesn't work that way that same auntie in Lavendale received calls that people would like to donate, you know, towards mm. the struggle that she's going through. Mm. But however, be that as it may, Shahana, social worker in Weinberg, please give us an update with regards to what we talked about last week. I think it was a very interesting talk last week and I really enjoyed hearing from the grannies themselves, Auntie Lillian and Auntie Khadija, because I think it made it real for us. And the big take home for me was that they're not alone. Uh, knowing that uh, it's a growing trend, three to four generational families is a growing trend, not just in South Africa, but around the world as well. And it's a challenge because simply these grandparents are coming into the role of parents once again, usually not prepared and expecting to be in this role of parenting their grandchildren. Um, we heard very strongly and I really admire their courage and their, their commitment to their grandchildren because it was out of their love and their care for their children who are obviously gone astray um, and for the grandchildren who need that support, who need that sense of belonging, who needs a sense of safety and comfort. And that was very clear from the two aunties that we had last week that um, they would do this wholeheartedly fully but obviously we heard also that there were challenges there were um, emotional experiences that they go through um, just being women of age uh, women uh, that are single women that are needing to not just physically care for the children but emotionally and financially which does cause a burden and a stress on them so I think, uh, um, and Siddiq, from the comment that you made about some of the SMSs come through, that uh, many people 
in our community are facing this as well. So that's something that we really need to admire first and just uh, encourage them. Um, also, the maybe it just uh, gives us a sense of uh, looking at uh, Ubuntu, mm. a sense of uh, working together, you know, tying in with community members, not just your family, but community members uh, who are possibly experiencing the same thing, people who are in the similar uh, boat than you are, and working together so you can in a community base form a relationship that helps each other you as the grandparent and the children then themselves you know many times um the word working together comes into play uh, but sometimes the system mm. of working mm-hmm. together is not the best system or the the people actually don't have the working together system mm-hmm. in place basically it comes down to a family member coming on board and saying okay i will see to the kids' school fees for the year yeah. doesn't mean that 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 family member has to pay the school fees out of he or his or her pocket yeah. all they need to do is network absolutely you know mm-hmm. and then get people to come on their side to pay the school fees yes. the same with supplying food stuff the same with clothing yes. it is about you wanting to make a difference yes. and all you need to do is don't worry about the food mm-hmm. for the month. I will make sure you have groceries. Absolutely. You know, yeah. however, we know the challenges out there. Yeah. And also we know the negativity out there. Mm-hmm. But we should look past that. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so um, to those grannies out there who is in the situation and who are in the situations with regards to looking after their grandchildren. So let's see car fast bait, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we have in studio with us Annika Hendricks. She's been blabbling <laughs> since she walked in here with regards to where she's been and where she currently is. And it's a very interesting, um, I would say, journey that she has taken. And I wish for her to share her journey up until today. She's at Beitel Ansar, a center in Beacon Valley in Mitchell's Plain. Okay. I visited quite recently for other reason. We won't go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it it was just an experience beyond overwhelming. Yeah. Annika, your your journey so far. Um, well, so I find myself at Beitel Ansar. Um, I'm currently the curriculum developer there. Um, uh, we were established in 2008, um, and we function essentially as a child and youth care center um, for emergency placement of kids. So kids that have been neglected, abandoned. Um, being abused, um, we can at any stage of the day or night get a phone call, an emergency phone call, um, by a social worker who will need placement for a child. Could be a baby, could be a proper, proper baby, um, could be a kid up to 11 years old, um, and we will then try to find place for that, for that child. Um, so the kids that come through our care are kids that come from a traumatic history. They come from abused homes, neglected homes. Um, Oh, on the flip side, they actually come from normal homes as well. However, moms, parents, they find themselves in difficult situations. Uh, People go through drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, and in that moment in time need assistance um, from from others. Um, And that's where we come in. Uh, Annika, yeah. um, there there must be a passion for this. Absolutely. Because, <laughs> um, like I said, I've been there last two weeks ago. Yeah. And if you don't have a passion for children, first and foremost, yeah. then you can go crazy. 
you know, putting it lightly. But um, you They're need. cute, man. You got me. No, for sure. But that, that is what it came down to. I went upstairs. Yes. And um, Shahana, this this little toddler, four months old, looked up and it started having a conversation with me. And all you want to do is pick the child up yeah, and, and yeah. walk out with this child. And yeah. you ask yourself the question, as you've mentioned, you get a call in the middle of the night. How sad it is that someone would actually just I know. abandon a child, yeah. a baby. Look, we all have those feelings. Yeah. And I think initially it does hit you hard because uh, we, try, we live in a bubble, all yeah. of us do. And when we face through these things, it throws you because you can't imagine your own kid being left under For bridge. Sure. You can't imagine your own kid being in a dustbin somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, needing attention, needing love. You know, um, Shana, being a social worker, I know you, uh, you've obviously seen all of this before. You've gone through the motions. Um, but yes, like Annika said, it touches you. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's turn away from that touch. Mm. And let's look at how the social worker actually get, engages with people like Annika mm. and Beitul Ansar and other centers. Mm. Your role with, with regards to, you know, settling them, mm. you know, the, the caregivers and the social people that, that look after these kids, mm-hmm. your role in that? Okay, at the Parent Centre, what we do is we offer counselling um, and we run workshops. Um, and that's our main focus mm-hmm. on um, positive parenting, not just for parents, um, but for caregivers as yes. well. So we would look at that. Our, our counselling are um, available not just in our Weinberg area, but we in the community as well. We have um, social workers, auxiliary workers going out into the community, running workshops, running, uh, doing talks, um, training as well. So I think because we come from the background, you do know and understand that, um, yes, you feel. Yes, obviously, you've got to experience. You've got to have the emotion in it. But you've also got to be careful not to transfer what yeah. you are experiencing onto yourself or onto your family. Some people manage very well and some people don't. Mm. Um, that's why the counseling uh, services are available as well to assist. So all of us that work there are encouraged to also just, um, we have supervision on a regular basis to share and discuss what we thought and what went through our minds and our lives um, in dealing with people like this. Um, some of our uh, parenting courses called Parenting and Leadership uh, is very much based on training people who are out in the community mm. to uh, look at the skills involved in just um, listening, in raising self-esteem, in understanding the developmental stages of children and understanding what parents go through. You know, you think your ca- parents come in there thinking, oh, my child's the problem and sort my child out. And they would often be disappointed when we talk about the fact that we deal with parents, not with the children. We would refer the children. And after a few sessions, they realize, oh, my goodness, I didn't actually think that it's an intergenerational thing. Mm. The way I was parented, the way I was raised, the way I was cared for, educated, I'm bringing through in my life with my children. So with caregivers as well, we would share that concept and help them understand that that is how you deal with it. When we come back, Anika, I would like to touch on how are the process of you know the grandparents of today having to look after children it, it, it touches the child in such a way that um, they get to see what granny does on a daily basis cooking cleaning taking care of kids and they don't see that in the parent because the parent is out working or the parent is out walking doing whatever so we want to touch on that obviously that 
that also plays an important role with regards to what you do at Beitel Ansar. Stay tuned to 91.3 FM Studio. Assalamualaikum, welcome back Childcare and Development with Anika Hendricks, Biarding Curriculum Coordinator at Baitful Ansar in Beacon Valley in Mitchellsburg and of course Shahana Mia. Before the break, I touched on the phrase of the child being taken care by the parents, the grandparents, seeing the, the, the actions of the grandparents, what they go through on a daily basis, where, uh, whether their parents have gone off doing whatever or even working, that child develops a sense of liking to the grandparents to such a way that um, they get so attached to the grandparents now but now we're sitting with a situation at Beitul Ansar where Mm. children are and I'm going to put it in inverted commas they are dumped on your doorstep 11 years old but that child saw a certain pattern by the grandparents and unfortunately the grandparents cannot raise them anymore how do you then Take up that challenge. Look, it's not easy. Yeah. Um, but we try our best to create a home environment. Mm. So our job is to make that child, no matter what his history or her history, um, whatever trauma he or she faced, um, we need to show the child something different. Mm. We need to show the child that there are people out there that's willing to provide unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. Um, and hopefully, and that's our aim, to to have the child just be a normal kid and flourish at school mm. and flourish with the peers and, you know, be, Anika, be a kid. Anika, mm-hmm. forge your channel. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put the story out quickly. We've spoken about it now during the break. And then I want your, your comment um, with regards to what transpired in that and how the community can actually just stand up and take a stance and say i can do this as well you know and then of course from anika's side can the same thing happen where they are concerned so the story is basically um there was a couple gave birth to a child they then gave up well they they basically they were told or asked give up the child give the child to me i'll take care of the child i'll give the child a better life and uh, three weeks down the line they came running they they basically pushed the child into the person's hands and said please take my baby and then they, the, the parents left however the person said to them I don't want the child in your state that you're handing it over um, because there are implications you know then the night came this person phoned a couple knowing that they were about to adopt Alhamdulillah today the child is with the couple for three four years now five years down the line growing up fantastically He's got a home, he's got a house, he's at Krish currently. Um, he's got a good good home and a good mm-hmm. base. And if we look back at the couple that gave birth to this child, where they are compared to where the child is now, there is a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Did that person, um, I would say, not do the right thing, but the, the steps that were taken... Mm-hmm. Could it happen on a more daily basis where people actually do the same, uh, yeah. Shana? I think we look at uh, compassion. Mm. 
person to person. And in terms of that, yes, people have a need to help, mm. to support. Um, what is the child's right? The child's right is to have a sense of belonging, a um, caregiver's whether it's the parents, the grandparents or others, to care for them and love them, give them a sense of safety and security, help them become uh, productive individuals in our society. So yes, there are people out there that would go to this extreme and do it on uh, um, this kind of basis, but there are other um, organizations and opportunities where people can do it on a more legalized basis. But um, I think we're looking at what is the need, the need for some individuals some adults to be able to share and to give off what they have for a child mm. um the need for a child to have somebody make them feel important that just the child's right to have this so uh, we look at kingship kingship is um being looked after not just by your parents but any significant others in that sense creating a sense of family a sense of belonging and um Family is what in today's times? It's a group of people usually uh, connected by blood, but not necessarily mm. so. Um, having a relationship, an interactive relationship where you can be independent, but also interdependent within each other and living a life that is uh, significant, um, enabling you to become a better human being so that you can contribute to society. Ghanola. Annika? With regards to what was just said, and I just want to um, mention something else that uh, Shahana just mentioned now. The, uh, the, the, the story that was told, mm -hmm. the little one, it, all, you know, all the processes were taken, mm -hmm. caught, and, and everything was done mm -hmm. according to the law. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, nothing was done um, under the table. Okay. And uh, I, I, can, I can vouch for the papers were all sent today. I mean... You can think about the joy in the in the heart of those mm -hmm. parents that have just received this little boy. Exactly. What about the joy of that child? You know, yeah. down the line, you know, he gets told on a daily basis, you know, mm. yes, we are your parents. How, this is the situation. Yeah. That child develops not only love, mm. but also a sense of appreciation. Yeah. Mm. Then that appreciation we can take and then go to Beitul Ansar. Yeah. And we look at those little ones there yeah. and we ask ourselves now, did parents not appreciate what was given to them by the Almighty? <laughs> look, I don't think that's <laughs> for us to decide necessarily. Um, we're all human. Yeah. Um, people all have their stories um, and go through incredible hardships. I think um, I can only speak for myself that I'm, I've been incredibly lucky where I haven't had to deal with those type of issues that mm. would put me in a situation to not appreciate a gift like a child. Mm. Um, I am a mother, so I can't imagine it at all. Um, but people, people face that on a daily basis. Um, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, um, coming from their own traumas, their own stories. Anika, uh, um, yeah. we, we on mm -hmm. air, people are listening to the stories mm -hmm. and, and a lot of people are driving and, and they're feeling so much emotions. Yes. We know mm -hmm. that. It's, yes. it's, 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 the day before Arafah as mm. well, there are so mm. much emotions going through in Cape Town. What I want you to do is actually tell us your worst experience. No, why? <laughs> no, I, because you people, know people need to know that I hear the stories on a daily basis. I don't see it. Yeah. You've been there. You've mm. seen it. Yeah. You know, people need to know, do, you, do, do they come to the center or your place and knock down the walls and the windows and break locks and so on? Because they've given up the child yesterday, but today they want the child back. Sure. I mean, 
my worst story I would say is that I was at work one day and I was told that the little boy was expected to go home with his family um, and granny was going to come fetch him, bags were packed because that's our aim is to reunify yes. families. So often our kids aren't necessarily orphans, they just be neglected, whatever. Yeah. So we help also parents, the families get back on their feet, um, provide rehabilitation, those types of things. Um, however, when, say, the parents aren't able to do this, we reach out to grandparents, as you were saying, we reach out to aunties, willing fam, um, friends, whatever. Said boy was then waiting for his granny, um, who then didn't pitch. So, I mean, we try and take the steps necessary to make sure that the process will happen, um, that emotions are, aren't allowed to, to get wild, because the boy's happiness is our, is, mm. our, is our, only, our only aim, to make sure that he's happy. Um, and then if the family doesn't pitch, then <laughs> what happens, you know? Um, that for me was a terrible day, yeah. to see that kind of anguish on a little boy's face. Mm. Um, and uh, all we can do as his caregivers at Petal Ansar is to then try and make him see that everything's going to be okay, mm. that we are there, that we do provide that yes. unconditional love, support. Mm. And um, that is also where Shahana them come in with yeah. their programs of yes. educating not only parents yes. and grandparents, but friends and, and community workers yes. and communities out there. Yeah. Just come on the program and, and get to know what it is when a situation like this arises. Yeah. What is the next step? Yeah. Yeah. Where, where, where to from here? I think the main thing is just uh, um, listening to that is that you need to contain the child. And um, it's not their fault. Mm. Absolutely. And that's the first thing anybody, even us as adults, would feel. Oh, what did I do wrong? Yeah. What's wrong with me? No, it's not. And the child probably has a more difficult time believing that. Mm. And you as the caregiver, you as the significant adult in their life, needs to help them understand that. But um, you need to go through their feelings. Mm. They're going through a whole lot of emotion, rejection, mm. uh, uh, disappointment, hatred, mm -hmm. very, very deeply pained and anguished. And you need to understand that and recognize it and allow them to go through that process first and clear that. And once that is clear, then can they look at logic and understand mm. the specifics behind it. And that's where we come in, in terms of the counseling support, um, the help, uh, not just for the child, but also for the adult. Um, we also need to realize that it probably does place a scar on the child's life. Yes. Mm -hmm. And becoming an, a teenager, becoming an adult, they have this little black mark. Mm -hmm. um, it takes a lot out of the child themselves to grow and develop and also the people around them to help instill, to affirm, to help them believe that there is hope, um, there is light at the, end, at the end of the tunnel, mm. um, things can get better, families as we know it and see it and think it do exist out there and you can be part of that, you can be part of a whole system that works. But we know even in our homes we have good days, bad days, all Absolutely. of them, that's normal. Yeah. But the child needs to understand that. Two of the, the aspects that you just mentioned with regards to uh, what contributes to a child's emotions and, and you know, development mm. um, that comes, that stands out is anger mm. and hunger. Mm. Mm. And angry child is a hungry child <laughs> yeah. most of the times. Mm. And I know this because um, my wife is a, an, a, an educator at one of the high schools and she says to me on a daily basis, um, it is not about 
a packet of chips or a sweet mm-hmm. or a lollipop. If that child can have a slice of bread in their hand, and we're speaking about 14, 15, 18 year olds, mm. or a plate of food, mm. that, that child will be a different child. And that is one of the, uh, um, I, w- I would say, problems that you guys are facing as well at Beitel um, You know, you've, you've got diets to see to. You've yes. got, um, you know, different types of foods that you need to see to. It yeah. becomes a, a train smash. Absolutely. However, Alhamdulillah, we are extremely lucky that the support we, we receive from the community mm-hmm. at large, um, our kids don't go hungry ever. They, we really are able to, for the most part, provide a fully functioning happy home. Alhamdulillah. Um, there's three meals a day provided with snacks and chips and lollipops, mm. all of those things that can make a kid happy. <laughs> the tummy's happy at least. And this, this is for special occasions as well? We're looking at the yes. day of Eid coming on? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, most of our kids are hosted out though. Okay. So host families from around the communities. Again, I'm, I'm always, I'm so in awe of of people actually mm. we hear lots of negative stories yes. out there. Um, but actually we're surrounded by amazing people um, so lots of aunties and uncles come around and and want to host our, our kids for the day of Eid especially um, and not not many people know this that no. they can actually come there absolutely. and spend a, spend a couple of hours with the kids absolutely and, and then maybe arrange for one or two of the children to come and, and they exactly. host. not yeah. many people know this yeah that is very possible um, and just provide a happy day for them. And, yeah. and if that doesn't happen, we have Eid celebrations here as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's very much a home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to um, social working and, and matters like this, mm-hmm. I mean, Shahana, you've been in it for, for some time now. Um, with regards to the angry child, mm-hmm. you know, and this child has got so much anger that it's, the, the child throws tantrums on a daily basis, mm-hmm. holy, mm-hmm. no. What? <laughs> what are the steps to be taken? I mean, surely, a Baitul Ansar, like I said, I've been there. You're looking at 15 plus children in one section, mm. and to handle those kids is, is it's a daunting task. Yeah. So you we look at one child at a time. <laughs> Whoa, there's not enough hours in the day. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, definitely not. I think if you just understand the basics behind it, and for me it always comes down to um, behavior is one thing, but behavior stems from feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's uh, often in my counseling sessions I would explain to my clients that uh, if you see a firework, oh, it's beautiful, but someone had to light the fire. Mm. And that's what we're talking about. What lit the fire? It's an, a hidden feeling. It's an, uh, a subconscious feeling. Sometimes the, the person themselves, the child themselves, don't even know what they're feeling or thinking. You look at two or three-year-olds, they don't know. But they just, there's yeah. something building inside them. It's, there's a little bit of, of a burn in their tummy. And they start screaming and they, um, you know, putting up a little bit of tantrum. They want something and they can't understand why they can get it. So if you go back from there, looking at the behavior, the tantrums that you talk about, um, Shafiq, and we look at uh, um, the feeling behind it. What is the child feeling? This child in, in Beit Lassar, for example, would be feeling that hurt, that pain, mm. um, that lack of. I go to school and the other friends have mommies and daddies and yeah. somebody picks them up and they have uh, um, clothes and they, you know, they have the so-called grass is green on the other side. Mm. They go out and they have families and they just have something better than what I have and I'm so unlucky. So that lack of stems in them, 
Um, so coming back to the home and then experiencing this year, yes, I've got, alhamdulillah, there's um, provided for me, but it's not like my friend out there. So I'm feeling like I deserve, I need, I would like to have. From there, you may have had a bad day, maybe a lack of sleep or hunger, or just somebody took something of yours that uh, you really just weren't happy sharing. And then we have a tantrum. Mm. And we think as adults, what's happening with this child? But we need to go back again to look at just uh, um, understanding that behavior. And in that way, helping the child to see that. We often have something called feeling faces chart. We put it up. I have it in my home. My children are teenagers, but I still have it in my home. Um, We would look at it and look at a picture of a face and just look at what am I feeling today? Mm. Because often you can't express your feeling. You can't explain it. But you look at a picture of a raised eyebrow and a funny face and you think, okay, that's really, I think that's where I relate to what I relate to. And that helps the child. So you can look at simple things like angry, mad, sad, glad. And all of those have intensities, high intensity and low intensity. And from there, it will give you a sense to be able to relate to the child and say, I can see that you're really, really upset. Not just uh, um, disappointed, Mm. but really, really upset. It's hurting you. And also looking at a metaphysical way, looking at the child's body, what are their uh, body language, if if they have a tummy ache, if they have a headache, it's not really a tummy ache because there's nothing in Mm. the tummy. It's something that's really hurting me deep down in my gut. Stay tuned, we'll be back. Child Care and Development on 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back, 91.3 FM Stereo. Idil Adga, Idga 2016 Mass Eid Salah in the parking lot behind the Shell Garage, commencing at 6.45 a.m. to 7.45 a.m. That is by your Khutba by Sheikh Yusuf Hasib. All welcome, bring the entire family, women and children. Please bring a prayer mat along. And this is at the town centre in Mitchell's Plain, town centre mosque. So that is Mass Idga 2016 that will be happening in the parking lot behind the shell garage um even looking at this uh, shahana and anika it's a mass um get together mm-hmm. where people come and they're going to be making salah and praying on the day of eid um it's it's a, a small way of just keeping a community mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. you know and family together i mean here you take your entire family moms and dads and grannies and each and everyone clamoring taxi mm-hmm. and here we go and mm-hmm. we're going to perform Eat salah together as yeah. a family. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. the day together. Mm-hmm. You know, Anika mentioned something off air. Don't stay away. <laughs> so you're actually inviting people to come Absolutely. on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. Try yeah. and and build relationships. Yeah, mm. and a program. Yeah, I mean, our kids are kids. Yeah. <laughs> Initially, you see this broken child, or you feel like, ah, oh, the kids being, you know, neglected or whatever. They're kids. Mm. You can't look at them as anything other than our own children. They come with the same issues. They come with the same tantrums. Can be naughty sometimes. Mm. Um, But in the essence, there's a purity and an innocence of a kid that just wants to be loved, wants to be nurtured, wants to be played with. Yeah. You know? 
Um, so this I was saying earlier, um, your initial heart reaction when you saw that baby of four months looking at you yeah. was absolutely normal. We all went through that. But once you see past the the baggage, I guess, yes. and the, the environment, you see a child in a home, in a happy home, mm. surrounded by toys, surrounded mm. by friends, surrounded mm. by um, essentially siblings that the child will yes. you know, grow up with for a bit. Is mm. there then a, a process when people do come and visit yeah. and they are thinking of perhaps adopting, mm-hmm. you know, in the long run, is there a process that they, and in that process, are they ever told about this is the realistic world. This Absolutely. is actually what happens yeah. when you leave here mm. two, three months down the line. You're still happy, still laughing, smiling, feeding the child as per norm because it's yeah. a new baby, whatever the case may be. Yeah. However, um, that child also comes with baggage and the child yeah. comes with conditions. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? And I think that's why our social workers and kids yes. are so important because each child um, in the in the admission process came with a social worker mm. um some a caseworker someone who de- dealt with their history and and their story um so that social co- will then deal with potential uh, foster parents or whatever um and fully explain the child's history mm. where the child comes from because it's so important to educate our parents but you know perspective or no for sure um it's something we maybe don't even receive as, you know, parents not in that situation <laughs> where you're just having your own baby. Nobody's yeah. telling you, okay, look, this is what's going to happen. But, you know, so it's, a baby that comes from that environment, absolutely your parent does need to know. And it's far beyond of just taking the child in your arms and then walking out with a bag of the bag that the child came mm-hmm. with because yeah. the, the potential foster parents, I mean, we're looking at medical aid. We're mm-hmm. looking at the house needs to be yeah. suitable for a child exactly. whichever age there's so much red tape mm. yes that we need that the, the, the prospect of the possible parents should look at but i mean it's it's definitely in the interest of both the child and yes. the family you know to make sure that even though there's lots of red tape and it might seem like a daunting process mm. and there's no end in sight but when all that's cleared, yeah. you know, it's you and happy your child. Family, happy happy family. <laughs> we don't even go to the red tape. Uh, <laughs> I, um, because if, if, if something like that can occur on a, a more regular occasion yeah. and people see it happen, yeah. physically see it happen, yeah. I'm sure a lot more people's hearts will open yeah. and say, if that is what you're going to do, we're going to support you 100%. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's something that is not out there as much Mm. Shahana one of the things that the parent center does in our infant care is exactly that going to parents homes uh, once the baby is born and within the first few years obviously just uh, checking up on the mom helping her um, look after the child change the nappy what does it mean to breastfeed if you're breastfeeding or bottle feed Um, looking at the next stage of development of your child becoming a teenager uh, i'm sorry becoming a toddler um what are the needs of that child what are your your needs as a mum, and working from there so i think that support structure is very very important for not just for the child um, but also for the parent as well a question from the number 0192 goes as follows um hi there i only want to know if a teacher tells a nine-year-old child that you are going to fail stay behind that's what the teacher says the child comes home very upset and actually it, it's beyond upsetting the child mm-hmm. that he or she actually dirties themselves mm-hmm. you know the child scaring 
Yeah. The child doesn't want to go to school. The teacher's always looking for something to hurt the child's feelings. Then the child couldn't concentrate. Please advise before you advise. Um, could we first look at the actual teacher? That teacher mm. perhaps went through some yeah. traumatic experience themselves, taking yeah. it out on the child? Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That that could be a case. Yeah. The actual teacher could also be um have hatred within inside mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. Teacher Mutapakri. Let's look at the child. Okay. I mean, what is this child okay. going through? Okay, so the teacher's human. Yeah. And yes, they have their own issues also. Um, in today's day and times, I think uh, the demands are great on teachers, and obviously we need to understand that. Yeah. So yes, we look at teachers and what, what's happening in their lives and their thinking patterns and what's happening in the school environment. Mm. Um, and then we look at the child. Yes. A nine-year-old is at the stage of industry versus inferiority, according to Erickson. And that basically means, am I industrious? Can I do things? Yes, I want to do things. I can accomplish. But if I don't, I'm going to feel inferior. Yeah. I'm not going to feel good enough. So by this teacher just, in essence, telling the child you're going to fail, it's really, really just damaging for the child's self-esteem. Because the child's virtue at that age is actually to feel competent, to feel like they can accomplish and they can achieve. So obviously, as a parent, you look at this and you're seeing this, your, your child going through this experience um, probably on a regular basis. Because the extent of how the child, it's impacting the child and the child's life back home is very much more traumatic. Um, there's a lot to it. There's mm. a lot that can be done. Um, but I think as uh, for the parent, you probably just need to look into it further. Approach the teacher. Yeah. If you're not comfortable with the teacher, the principal, if your school has a counselor. Um, approach the counsellor so that we can have some in form of intervention for the child to um, enable the child to manage this better but also for the teacher in terms of guiding them that that is really not the right thing to do. When we come back we'll hear from Annika her point of view with regards to that. I'm sure she's got um, a thing or two to share. Stay tuned to 91.3 FM Stereo. Welcome back. It's almost time for the Dhuwar Adhan. And uh, of course, as we've mentioned, a lot of emotions going through Cape Town. People know what's happening out in the world. And um, of course, with our family members and friends in Makkah and Medina and going off to Arafah, inshallah. Um, to end of the show, we had the, the comment, the, the, the concerned parent. We had the social worker Shahana giving her point of view. And also encouraging the parents actually to go forth, go to the, the, the teacher, go to the, the principal, go to the governing body. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways of dealing with this. Um, but as the, the parent of the child, yes, it is heart sore. It is overwhelming as a parent. You need to be strong. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you need to face those people or the person that is actually being the cause, not saying is the cause, mm. but could be the cause of this child going through this trauma, traumatic experience. From Bethel and Sarah's point of view, I'm sure you've got, you, you've been through this also as well. Absolutely. I mean, we have an average 40 kids. So, Four. you know, if we have to deal with 40 different teachers, yes. <laughs> um, then that is obviously an, an issue. However, um, as parents, as caregivers from Bethel and Sarah, 
it's so important to always just remember that that unconditional love, that support system is the only thing that you can that you can do. You can't control, unfortunately, the world out there. You can protect your child to an nth degree, um, provide food, provide clothing, you know, all those good things. But when you have to deal with, with situations like that, you just, the kid comes home, it needs to be a safe space for your baby, no matter the age, to feel loved and supported. Mm-hmm. So even if the child was told at school that day that they'd, they'd fail, they'd be held back, um, and it would be a, a terrible moment for that kid, but you as the dad or the mom, you need to be that safe mm. space, like we do need to be that safe space for our kids. Unfortunately, in our space, mm-hmm. our time has run out. <laughs> Hopefully we can continue next week, inshallah. I'm not sure what, we, what will transpire with regards to our health and you know, our development. <laughs> We're still developing. Shukran, guys, for coming in, or ladies. Mm-hmm. I, would, I would say and enjoy the day of Eid, inshallah. Inshallah. Assalamu alaikum to you guys. Waalaikumsalam. Uh, Faiz, shukran to you and all those in studio. From my side, I would like to just say to my uncle Shafiq in uh, Fishuk, Mubarak on your birthday, and to see you in Ocean View. And all the rest, there's so many having birthdays. But remember one thing, we're all meeting up and uh, we will celebrate the day of Eid with everybody's birthday. So from my side, I said to you, keep on smiling. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh.